Well, welcome everyone. Welcome to episode 28 of Empower Your Oils. We are talking today about the oil of self-assurance. Empower Your Oils. It's essentially magic. A podcast bringing play and magic together with a saucy twist. Hosted by Gina Garris and Janet Bergen. This podcast will empower you to bring more play into your life, encourage you to experiment, and think outside the box to awaken the magic and bring your essential oil use to a whole new level. Oh, and we'll also be serving up some seriously delicious libations each episode. This podcast is powered by the use of Juterra essential oils. Please empower yourself with your own research and knowledge. For more detailed information on how to properly use Juterra essential oils, visit EmpowerYourOils.com. Hey everyone, welcome. This is Gina, and today we're talking about the empowerment of doTERRA cassia essential oil, and it's a pleasure to be here. The oil of self-assurance has been fun to work with. I'm not a huge love, 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 lover of cinnamon, and so cassia, which is a little bit sweeter than cinnamon to me, my perception of it, um, has been interesting to work with, but my drink to that I made is called, um, calling it spicy peaches, Gigi spicy peaches, toothpick drop of cassia and some frozen peaches and some vanilla vodka and club soda. And it's a nice refreshing, um, kind of spicy and sweet drink, which has been kind of fun. What are you drinking, Janet? I'm having a sweet and spicy essentialini today. Mm, what's yeah. in it? Well, vodka, of course, because I like vodka martinis. And um, strawberry nectar juice, um, and some lemon juice, and then some simple syrup with a drop of cassia in it. And then some strawberries to garnish it, to make it look pretty. And I really like it. I love cinnamon and cassia, and I think... To me, cassia also tastes sweeter than cinnamon, so that may be why I like it so much. Yeah, fascinating. I was looking at your drink stuff and wondering if I would have liked it better with limes as opposed to lemons. Mm. Uh, I think that would be really good too. Right? I don't know. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, I kind of wanted to see a lemon in there. I think if I try your drink, I'm going to try a lime. I think that'd be good too. I tend to like limes better than lemons anyway. So sounds yeah. great. Cool. Well, it certainly is a beautiful drink. I love that. Okay. So it's oil of self-assurance. We're in April. We're talking about um, knowing who you are, your true self being. Yeah. So big, big, big topic, I think. It is. So last, last week we unmasked ourselves trying to find out who we really are. I don't, we'd like to know if anybody was really successful with that. To me, the more I at, the more I look into it, the more I have more questions. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree, and I love that. I feel like if we're on this quest to really figure out who we are and our authentic self, we, the most healthy person, will be the person who's always asking, like, what is it that I believe, and what is it that I think or know, and who, who, who am I, and who am I not? I think that's just a, a continued question and realizing like, I know for me, 
the, the name Gina was given to me. I didn't even get to choose it. And so there's all these things about like who people think I should show up as in this label of Gina. So when I even think about who am I and my real level, I kind of want to take out the, all the labels that people have put on me, mom, daughter, Gina, friend, therapist, whatever. And then that's such an interesting space where I can even dig deeper if I get rid of all of those labels. Yeah. And Ooh. see what's left when you get rid of all those labels that people have put on you. Yeah. Or how do I show up with different people? That was kind of something with last week and the masks is, do I show up one way with one friend and one way with a different friend because of whatever reason? It's just kind of such a fascinating thing about, is that a mask? Is that a persona? Is there a difference in my personality? Am I a community? Such a huge thing. And so Cassia, oil of self-assurance, that gives us the courage to be unashamed, to be confident, to be valuable, and to be authentic. And so it's this, um, you know, space, it says in, in the book that we love, uh, it invites one to let their light shine and to live from their authentic self. And it's just such always an interesting question of what is our authentic self. And for me, it's always, some days I think I'm different than others, you know, in general, I feel like I show up as a creative person and like the big overall arching thing. But some days I'm creative in art and some days I'm creative in making drinks or, <laughs> you know, and it's not always the exact same way I show up. So it's always changing. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, so it's funny, my go-to use or my favorite use for cassia is for uh, arousal enhancing to arouse, it's for all arousal enhancing moods. So I like to use it in my homemade body butters before I go on a date. Um, I also love to use it in my hair with the root serum. So I'll take the doTERRA root serum and then place a, a drop of cassia. I do love the smell of cinnamon. I don't always necessarily love the taste taste. Like it's kind of my beef with apples and pie. It's just too much cinnamon. It's just too much. <laughs> I like hot tamales though. Is that weird? Do you think it's because it's like chemical cinnamon that I and sugar that I like hot tamales? I have no idea. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So libido enhancing cassia is a great one. It is a hot and spicy oil though. So you want to definitely um, use it minimally if you're going to use it in any um, arousal massage oils or be putting it directly on your body. Well, since getting the oil, I've been switching it out for cinnamon in recipes just because I think it's sweeter tasting to me. And so it's been an interesting thing. Sometimes I put one drop of each, drop of cinnamon and drop of cassia and see how it tastes. Mm, that's interesting. And then um, what I made, I made for last week, I made, I was going to a bridal shower and we needed to make a fruit dip. And so I made this fruit dip and I put one drop of cassia in it and I thought it tasted really good. I really liked the flavor of cassia and cinnamon with fruit. Oh, so it was just cream cheese and powdered sugar and cassia or did you add like whipped cream too? No, just a, ca a drop of cassia in there. Huh. Cool. Was it yummy? It was really yummy. 
I'm imagining like, did you eat it with a strawberry, like with bananas? Yeah, strawberries and grapes and bananas. Huh. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was good. Cool. Everyone else. That's seemed fun. So it was really, and it was easy. Yeah, I, I can. Know. Try, I can. I can try to make up the recipe. I just kind of dump things together. So maybe I'll put it up on the website or not. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Cool. Cool. So, um, I know that Janet and I, when we were preparing for this, were both kind of confused about like, what's the difference between cassia and cinnamon. And so we did a little bit of research and the, um, do you want to, do you want to tell the difference there, Janet, of what okay. we found? Well, the difference is that cassia is distilled from the stems and bark of the cassia shrub, and cinnamon is distilled from the bark of the cinnamon tree. And there you have it, folks. That is the difference between doTERRA cassia and doTERRA cinnamon. They're completely <laughs> different plants, and I always, and they taste so much so similarly. I, I think people get confused that they're not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, so that's always good to know. People ask that and I actually did not know. I had heard something a little bit different. So I was great um, to find that article from Dr. Hill. It was a question and answer for Dr. Hill. So that's directly from Dr. Hill on the doTERRA website. And so that's kind of cool to know. And I thought that um, I wanted to just read this um, out of the Emotions and Essential Oils book from EnlightenedHealing.com, who does not sponsor us, but we love. It just says, similar to cinnamon, cassia dispels fear and replaces it with a self-assurance. It challenges an individual to try, even when they are afraid of making mistakes. Cassia adds those who feel foolish by helping them see their own brilliance. It supports the soul in seeing its own value and potential. It assists the individual in discovering their innate gifts and talents and invites one to let their light shine and live from their authentic self. That's my favorite part. It invites you to let your light shine. So if you're not feeling shiny, use the crap out of Cassia. Yep. So you can be sparkly star, shi star shiny. <laughs> sparkly star shiny. Exactly. Cool. Awesome. So it brings in um, properties of, <coughs> excuse me, courageous, self-assured, unashamed, confident, valued. I can't scroll up. <laughs> I know we're doing things a little slightly different today. And, uh, I'm forgetting to do what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. We didn't talk about this last week, but we have some extra time this week. So do you want to uh, tell a few benefits of Cassia? Um, sure. It promotes healthy digestion and supports a healthy immune function and it's warming and uplifting. I love the next one. Challenges individuals to try even when they are afraid of making mistakes. I like that too. We all yeah. need a little bit awesome. of that. Yeah. Okay, we were, cool. You we were talking about some other things about, you know, why are we embarrassed or hiding or fearful and it was really there was some interesting things and it's you know it's an interesting thing we're going to talk about it here in a minute when we talk about our ritual but I I am very uh I'm very prone to hiding 
and not wanting people to see me for some reason. And so I feel like, you know, if I, even though I'm really outgoing and talk a lot <laughs> and bounce around and do crazy things, I still, I feel like I can go into a crowd and disappear. Like nobody will even see me there. And maybe that's my own perception of it all. But I'm very good about hiding. So are you, are you purposely trying to hide or is it something that you feel like you unconsciously do? I think at the beginning I was consciously doing it and now I can just unconsciously do it. And which isn't a good thing because maybe I don't want to just, maybe, you know, people need to see me. <laughs> but um, I think probably it comes now that I'm thinking, talking out loud and thinking about it. Um, I think it probably comes from having a mother who was very, uh, if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. Mm. And so when she wasn't happy, the best thing to do was disappear <laughs> and yeah. let her notice you. <laughs> Interesting. I had a little bit of a similar upbringing when my dad was in a bad mood. It was, we all walked on eggshells and were quiet as little mouse, you know, little mice and didn't say anything. And if he was in a good mood, we were like able to eat popcorn in the living room. And it's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing, which in some ways seems really like just hearing you even say that if mom ain't happy, ain't no one happy is feels so mm, codependent in a way. It's like, why does our mood, why did our mood as a child, what our parents were, what their mood was or what was going on with them? Yeah. Well, and to me, it's also kind of very selfish and self-centered that them that thinks that, you know, our job as the people in their circle of life had to do everything to please them and make them happy. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And then my question is, I wonder if that is our perception or if that like is truth. It's probably a little of both. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So, um, letting go of fears and stuff. That's kind of what, let's just bump into our ritual this week. We're, we're doing, we're going to do a burning ritual and remember this podcast is all about empowering your oils. So just up leveling, using your intention when you use oil. So it's not just slapping the oil around, but it's really using prayer and intention um, to up level the oil. So we are suggesting a burning ritual. And um, for those of you that are Game of Thrones fans, I wanted to call this the birthing dragons ritual, you know, when the mother of dragons was basically the dragons were born after she sat in the fire all night and then she didn't die. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking of when we, when we did this ritual. So it's really about um, going inside and figuring out what holds you back and what are you hiding from. And so um, the ritual is pretty simple. You're just going to take out a piece of paper or you can use several pieces of paper. There's really no um, strong, fed, fast rule to this. But uh, we do want you to anoint the piece of paper with a drop of cassia oil in the middle of it. And before you start writing, just kind of close your eyes and call in the most courageous version of yourself and just take a couple of deep breaths, maybe three to five deep breaths. Start to feel unashamed, start to feel confident, start to feel valuable, and then call in your total authentic self. 
and from that space begin to write down all of your fears so we kind of broke it into three things and we gave some examples of what some of ours were but um, write down all your fears write down what holds you back and write down what you're hiding from and at the end of the ritual we'll have you go outside and burn it i like to take a little pie dish and just um so if if it needs to drop to the ground or you can hold the paper up and put a lighter under it or a match and start to burn it. And if you don't have a fire pit, you can um, drop it in a, a pie pan. And it's really satisfying to watch it burn. It is satisfying. It's You're so right. Satisfying. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of things. So um, a list that we, some things that we're afraid of, so I'll go first. Um, I'm afraid of success as much as I'm afraid of failure. And so it's kind of weird for me. Success is like, oh my gosh, if I, I don't know, in my mind, make it big or whatever that even means, I'm going to be so busy. I'm going to have to work so much. I'm going to, I don't even know how I'm going to pay people to help me. I don't know how I'm going to manage my finances if I make too much money. There's all sorts of strange things. Um, I have into this fear of success besides the fact that I might not have my own life like people are going to see me all the time because I guess I'll be like the paparazzi are going to follow me I have no idea where that even comes from <laughs> right well it comes from tv and watching all the famous people get harassed and you know people are always trying to take advantage of you and all that kind of stuff I guess yeah like trust yeah and on the same token, it's the, it's a fear of failure. It's like, what if I, what if I put myself out there and then like, I don't know, people don't like my workshops or I write a book and people think it's stupid or, or I don't make any money and have to file bankruptcy or like, I don't even know, like I, I failed so many times in my life. So I don't know why I'm afraid of failure, but there is a space that I oftentimes, not often, but I will hold myself back because I'm afraid to for me, it's probably my perfectionism. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to be good at what they do, but maybe not so good that you like become really famous. I don't know. It's really a weird thing that, you know, I know people think it's weird when you say you're afraid of a success, but that it's just a weird space to be afraid of that, you know, and sometimes that's more fearful. I'm more fearful of success than failure. Yeah, I've failed bunches of times in my life. <laughs> and I'm still a living and fine. So, you know, failure is kind of just learning lessons. So one of my biggest fears is looking or feeling stupid. Hmm. And, yeah. you know, and that's partly perfectionism too, because I want to know everything and make sure that I can answer questions or whatever, which... Which is silly nowadays because you can look up the question on Google and find 12,000 answers. <laughs> and of course, if you Googled it, it's the truth. True. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Even though there's 12,000 different answers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The feel, looking or feeling stupid is kind of interesting because that almost goes to the judgment of others. Like, are we, or judgment of self, are we looking or feeling stupid because we're afraid we're getting judged or are we looking and feeling stupid because we actually don't know an answer? It's kind of an interesting thing. Sometimes I love not knowing 
But if I could admit that I'm not knowing, which most of the time I do, it's more like, I have no idea. Let's figure that out. Like, I don't know, but I get you. I totally get you on that one. I, I get, I'm way better about it now than I used to be for sure. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know either. Let's look it up and see if we can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, and the last one that we have on this, the whatever we're afraid of thing is both of us. And it's being afraid of outshining others, especially my friends. Yeah. I think that's a big one for a lot of people. I, um, and I don't even really know what that means. Like it affects me all the time. And when I think about it and I see other people, we're all just freaking shiny. We're all so shiny. So I'm not, I don't even know what that means, like outshining others, but I, I know it's something that holds me back or that I'm afraid of. I feel like it's sort of that people pleasing part of me. Like, I don't want to make others feel bad because I'm doing this or that and being successful at it. And I don't want to make them feel bad, even though, you know, I know the truth is that there's abundance for everyone and we're not in competition with anyone else. We're in competition with ourselves, basically. <laughs> if we're in competition with anyone. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a better person than I was yesterday. Which is interesting because then that's kind of beating yourself up for not being good enough. Like, why can't you just be how you are right now in this moment? Yeah, I don't know. Because my itty bitty shitty committee gets in charge. Yeah. <laughs> See, so, so as we even talk through and process these, I mean, we, we already wrote all these down, but then now all this other stuff is coming up. Like the, we're hoping that you, um, those of you who are listening to us can really like heed that this is, this is a ritual we're giving to you for a week. And yet you could probably do this like your whole life, like just kind of keep this. These could be daily questions. So anyway, okay, next section is that which holds me back. And to me, I put um, my itty-bitty shitty committee. And even though I am in process of putting my hand up and saying duly noted and and being like, thank you for your opinion, but I'm going to keep going. I mean, there is a space that sometimes I can just get on that crazy train and it just can beat the shit out of me. And that that's a that's a huge work in progress for me. And it's... Yeah, it holds me back all the time. Sad. Yeah. It's sad that I allow that. I allow it to, to my inner critic to hold me back. Yep, me too. I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. And when the list things, the next thing on the list is procrastinating, and I am like this queen of procrastination. And uh, sometimes I think it's just my, I'm processing things in my brain, but a lot of times I think it's the whole procrastinating because I'm being perfectionist and if I don't do it right you know why should I even bother doing it you know that that kind of crazy itty bitty shitty committee things going on in our heads (laughs) yeah which I want to just point out to you is such a huge success for both you and I to even entertain this thought of doing this podcast because we certainly have never done it into perfection I don't think (laughs) as of yet for those of you that don't know, we, 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 meaning Janet, threw us off a cliff and um, said, okay, we're going to do this. And I had never really even listened to a podcast. She's a podcast junkie, so she listens to them all the time, but we had no clue what we were doing. And so here we are on episode 28 and it's been, you know, fun. That's like, it's really fun. Is it a, is it a half a year? Been over a half a year. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. crazy. And it's yeah. been really fun and never perfect. <laughs> never perfect and, and getting judged and people love it and people don't love it. And it's been a, it's been a fun journey for both of us to, to put ourselves out there because we are actually facing our fears of being seen and looking and feeling stupid and maybe even outshining other people or like it's putting a lot of this burning ritual stuff we're asking you to look at we're trying to face it and in that it comes up a lot <laughs> <laughs> so it's great so we invite you to join us on the train of like <laughs> just living life and yeah okay so yeah. things that hold us back itty bitty shooting committee procrastinating uh, oh this is a huge one perceived judgments of others I can't tell you how often I don't do something because I'm afraid of what other people are going to think about me. And honestly, the deeper that I dive into this, it, it ends up being really truthfully, if, if I'm really authentic, it, it ends up being more about what I am judging myself on. Like there is definitely perceived judgments of others and I have fears of that or that's what I feel like is holding me back. But there's a lot of stuff about like, what does it mean if I'm a sex coach? What does it mean if I'm a this? What if it mean, what does it mean if I go where this, like it, a lot of it is myself stuff. So that holds me back well, less now than it used to, but oh my gosh, when I was like, for sure in my twenties, that, that is that was the hardest thing for me is this, this perceived judgment of others. Yeah. It's kind of funny in my twenties. I don't think I had much of that, but I had it earlier. <laughs> than that, and then I had it later than that. In the twenties, I just didn't give a crap about anybody. I just did what I wanted. <laughs> Hilarious. I don't know why I couldn't keep it in that way. No, fifties is the new twenties. It is fifties is the new twenties. And I really <laughs> give less craps. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god hilarious okay so the three sections of the paper is uh what are you afraid of what holds you back and the next one is what are you hiding from and one thing i know i hide from is my greatness i feel like i have and can be just this amazing person and not to say that i'm not an amazing person and though there's so much more that i hold my ba myself back from and i think that there's a space of just being afraid of it almost I mean, all of this ties into each other, but it's a being afraid of like hiding from success or hiding from being really shiny and being, and being seen. And that goes directly again into the, like, I know, I think I know I hide from certain people. So I might put on a mask when I'm around certain people. So they don't know, maybe I do this or I do that, or I am this way, or I'm open to this, or I'm open to that and that is um I don't know in some ways it's just bullshit that I can't just be my true me yep just think of, I don't know I sometimes think about what the world would be like if we were all really our true inner selves you know and you know sometimes I'm an asshole <laughs> and sometimes I'm really super sweet so, you know, what would the world really be like if we all let our own light shine and not worried about anybody else's lights? Yeah, I think the key is not worrying about, because as much as I'm worried about perceived judgments from others, I 
I'm pretty sure that I have because I judge, right? Like we're human, we judge. And so the more that I try and not judge, I mean, I'm human. I can't, I can't take that space away, but if we could, if we literally could live in the land of no judgment, no self-judgment and no judgment from others, I love that thought process of what would the world look like? Well, well and, you know, if we just, I think if everyone stopped judging themselves, there wouldn't be any reason to project that onto other people. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, and there's certain reasons you have to judge things. I mean, there's things, you know, like, oh, my judgment says I shouldn't stick that fork in the electrical socket. <laughs> yeah, and is that judgment? Is that... I think that's judgment because you have to know if I do this, I this will happen. If, if you do this, this will happen. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I think it's all judgment and it's not necessarily all bad. Yeah. I mean, in like... Oh, maybe I sh my judgment tells me I shouldn't walk down the, a really dark alley by myself in a in a really bad part of town. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> my judgment. Oh my gosh, is it your judgment or your intuition or your education? I guess that, and I don't think we have time to really go into that. But I remember I was walking down the street the other day, and there was a car, and they were doing some pretty bump and loud like rap music. And there was a guy standing on the outside talking on the phone and someone was in the driver's seat. And then there was this baby in the back seat. And as we were walking by, I could feel my friend that I was with kind of cringe and move over, but in a kind of nonchalant way. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? My first thought was, how is that baby sleeping? But how cool is it that they're raising a kid who could just sleep through that really loud bump in music? But, um, it's interesting the reaction, the visceral reaction my friend got when it didn't even cross my mind to have that kind of a visceral reaction. And so how often does something like that happen that is involuntary, but that someone else, like if they would have perceived her, this friend cringing and stepping away basically in fear then we're judging that these these people were like i guess of of uh i don't know to be afraid of right dangerous in some dangerous way. thank you and so i mean it's this whole just strange thing like who even knows these people could have been the most amazing saints in the world yet there was this perception that she needed to be afraid and then, I mean, it just, to me, it, it's this whole thing of, gosh, if we lived in a land of judgment, if there was no judgment about who those people were, or no judgment on the, 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 the music, the, the, the tone of the music, the height of the, um, or the, the volume of the music, it's just so, it's just when I think about that, it's such a great example of sometimes yeah, it'd be so cool if we didn't live in the land of judgment. I don't know if anyone followed me on and that. I think, so. No, it makes sense. But um, yeah, I just think that the judgment that we put on ourselves is always what we project on others. If I think mm -hmm. I look really fat in that dress, then I think everyone else thinks that they, I look fat in that dress. That's my perception of me, not their perception of me. Right, and here's the funny thing. is like, who fucking cares if you look fat? Yeah, nobody. I mean, that and it, well, nobody, but some people might. And though, that's a whole thing. It's like, then we can get into the whole fat slamming thing. Yep. Like, what's wrong with being fat? 
it's that's that's kind of, it's a whole thing it's it is a whole thing it's a whole thing all about being right and wrong yeah okay well we went on a little tangent there yeah. so um okay so what else are you hiding from myself and my soul's purpose and those are just things that i get rid of like let go of some stuff and and then burn it it's so beautiful to burn after you write down all the things that you want to get rid of and all the things that you're afraid of it's a beautiful ritual and then just say a little blessing and uh, bless yourself and yeah and feel the joy of what it feels like to to write that stuff and just get it out of your body and then burn it so no one has to see it so tell us how it goes birthing dragons ritual but if you live in colorado be careful don't start anything on fire <laughs> yeah please it's really dry here <laughs> yeah i have a burning rituals pot so if you feel like you love this you can go to goodwill and buy a little pot and then it just lives in the backyard and that's the place that you do all your burning rituals through but um most people aren't like me and don't do that but you know but there you go yeah just invite your little light to shine on this so we love you we'll see you next week Keep being real, be true, and bye-bye. Uh, bye. 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 Please visit EmpowerYourOils.com for information on purchasing Deuterra essential oils, to receive fun free downloads, and even a variety of not-so-free products. If you love this podcast and you look forward to hearing more from us, and possibly receiving more free goodies, please, please sign up for our smell mail. Hint, hint. That means sign up for our email list. We are not doctors, scientists, rocket scientists, or even bartenders. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Please use wisdom and consider all safety information from a competent reference book regarding essential oil use. There are some oils that should never be taken internally, and alcohol doesn't change that. Some oils should not be applied directly to the skin without a carrier oil. Ensure the oils you are using are of the highest standards of quality. Essential oils can be much more potent than herbs, so a little goes a long way. Use caution when using essential oils for babies and children, as they have highly sensitive skin and require less oil. If you are pregnant or nursing, consult a licensed healthcare professional before applying essential oils. As always, drink responsibly and don't drive. If you happen to drink too much, try the hair of the dog or a shot of water with two drops of ginger, one drop each of lavender and lemon. Ciao.